Hi there, my name is Allie Morgan, and I'm a tea-obsessed, dad-joke-telling, artist and encourager on a mission to help women live more creative and intentional lives. My philosophy is pretty simple. I believe that when we seek out the things that truly inspire us, we can't help but be nourished in amazing ways. And when we share our passion and our stories with the world, we help inspire the next woman to do the same. And that, my friend, is the heart and soul of Seek and Be. To seek inspiration and be inspiration. I'll grab my tea, you grab your favorite beverage. Let's get cozy and have some heartfelt conversations. Welcome to the Seek and Be podcast. I'm so grateful that you're here. Hey friends, thanks so much for joining me today for another episode of the Seek and Be podcast. I hope that you are having a wonderful day, no matter where you are or what you're doing. Today, I'm enjoying my favorite go-to tea, which right now is a double bergamot Earl Grey. It is so delicious. And something that you may not know about me is that I love researching. There is just something about collecting information and learning something new that I just really enjoy. And since I've been obsessed with this tea lately, I thought I'd learn a little bit more about it. And did you know that bergamot is actually a citrus fruit? I had no idea. And supposedly the way it became a common flavor for tea is that a container of bergamot fruit was shipped next to a container of black tea and voila. (laughs) Now we have the super tasty beverage. And if that really happened, I bet it smelled so amazing. I mean, no matter how it came to be, I'm just grateful that it did because this tea is my absolute favorite right now. I'll put a link in the show notes in case you want to try this delicious combination for yourself. (laughs) And now that I've given you a lesson on bergamot, which you definitely didn't ask for, let's dive into today's show. I'm hoping that this will be a really helpful conversation, that it will be a chance for us to reflect and ask some deep questions. My goal is that we'll be able to discover some really practical ways that we can make positive changes in our lives, and that we'll be able to explore some ways we can move forward together in a really thoughtful and intentional way. After all, I know this community pretty well, and I know that we are the kind of people that want to live intentionally. We want to use our lives to impact others, and we want to use our gifts for good and leave a legacy that is rooted in love and kindness. This community is built up of gifted and thoughtful humans, and I know each of us want to create a new normal that's nourishing and supportive, not only just for our lives, but for the lives of those around us too. And there is no doubt that the past few months have been life-changing in so many ways. I mean, let's be honest, that's probably the understatement of the century, (laughs) but you know what I mean. 
so much of our lives have been completely altered by COVID. For a lot of us, our jobs are looking totally different these days. Parents have become teachers. We're connecting online in new ways. I mean, life as we knew it is just that. It's a version of life that we used to know. I remember when I packed a few bags from the studio to bring home. This, this was before everything had shut down. But I cried as I drove away. Let me back up. Have I mentioned yet on this podcast that I am sensitive? Like, really sensitive. And I'm not ashamed of my sensitivity. In fact, I, I consider it one of my superpowers. Feeling things and feeling them deeply, I think, helps make me more empathetic and understanding. I feel like I can see beauty in unexpected places because I often just feel so moved by everyday moments. So it's not a bad thing. I just happen to get teary-eyed pretty easily. So all that to say, I didn't know then when I packed up those bags for what I thought was just going to be a week or two that it was going to be the last time that I left that with that space being my studio. Before places started shutting down and before the death toll was rising, I was just trying to be cautious. So I planned on bringing a few projects home to work on and then planned on returning to the studio once the dust settled. Little did we know that the dust would, in fact, not settle. In fact, I think we're still waiting on that a little bit. And little did I know that there wouldn't be a studio to return to. I mean, technically there was a physical space to return to, but due to COVID, I, along with the other group of artists that I rented the space with, we had to make the difficult decision to let the space go. And so... As I drove away from the studio with my car piled with various projects and supplies, at that point, I was just feeling the heaviness of honestly what felt like a really surreal experience. I'd only had the studio space for a year and a half or so, but I had totally fallen in love with it, and it felt like a piece of my soul in physical form. And so I was sad to leave. It felt really strange to be making a decision like that, caused by something looming in the distance. We still didn't know a lot about COVID at the time. We were honestly just being cautious and making the choices we thought were best at that time. So I felt a heaviness as I drove away. It was the kind of heaviness that hangs in the air when there's a change on the horizon. When you know things are going to change, but you don't know yet what the impact is going to be. And I'm giving a little recap of that time as a way to acknowledge just how many different facets of life were suddenly upended for us. And in all honesty, I know we aren't alone in feeling like life has been flipped upside down. In fact, I'm sure if you thought about all the changes and shifts and unexpected ways your life has changed over the last few months, it would look like a pretty overwhelming list if you put it all out on paper. The truth is, life has changed in countless ways for so many of us. 
And there's this part of us that wants to just, quote unquote, get back to normal. And it's no surprise that we want the comfort that comes with knowing what to expect. We have this urge to get back to normal, but here's the thing. The lives we led pre-pandemic were not normal. We want comfort and some semblance of what we've known. We're human. We feel safe when we know what to expect. And there is a comfort in life when we know what each day holds. We're used to life being one way, and we've now suddenly found ourselves in a life that looks totally different from normal. It's still really jarring to go to the grocery store and see everyone wearing masks. And it's surreal going to places and standing on a dot on the ground so that we all stay six feet away from each other. Now, we haven't ventured out much, in all honesty. We're trying to do our part to try to keep ourselves and the people around us safe. Um, And granted, there are truly no guarantees, but we're doing what we feel is best. And, you know, being out and seeing these surreal things or experiencing these unprecedented times makes us crave normal even more. Like, we just want to go back to life as we knew it. But is what we've always known been the best thing for us? Has it been the best for our communities or the world? The pandemic has brought nearly every single aspect of our lives to a screeching halt. Now we're starting to think about our post-pandemic lives. And we're realizing that our quote-unquote normal maybe wasn't so normal. And in all reality, how healthy have our normal lives been? We lived our pre-pandemic lives with full schedules, tethered to technology, and for most of us, we lived unaware of the social injustices happening all around us. So life has been turned upside down by COVID. It's affected the entire world. And as a whole, we've had to pause and put our lives on hold. So life looks totally different in so many ways. And that's not even taking into account the racial injustice that's happening right now. So not only do we have pre-COVID life that we have this desire to return to, we also have this pre-awakening life. That's what I'm going to call it. for other white folks like myself that have suddenly found themselves really seeing the racial injustice in our country for the first time. I'm part of a few different Facebook groups, and I've noticed this trend recently of people coming in and saying, oh, you know, I haven't been here for a while. When did this page get so political in reference to the Black Lives Matter movement? We're not talking about who you should vote for or how your local government should be run. We're talking about human beings. We're talking about basic human rights. And I think it's no accident that this awakening, so to speak, is happening in the midst of us being forced to pause our lives. Because let's be honest, now that we see what's been happening in our country, we are finally understanding that this isn't new. This isn't something that's just started happening. 
This movement may have more traction and awareness now, which is amazing. We're seeing some real changes being made. We still have a lot of work to do. So much work, really. But we're seeing tiny bits of progress being made. Do you know why the black community is frustrated? Because they've been trying to get our attention for over 400 years. And you know why they're angry? Because even after 400 years, we still haven't been hearing them. We haven't listened. We haven't helped. We haven't affected changes that show them that they are valued. Their anger is righteous. We haven't fixed the systems that are working against them. And you know why? I mean, let's get really honest here, friends. Like, really, really honest. Because the system isn't broken. It's working exactly how it was created to work. So now our job as white folks is to dismantle the system, change it from the inside out so that every man, woman, and child is truly free. I mean, until every black person feels safe in their communities, until all their basic needs are met, and until they have all the same access to the resources that our privilege has afforded us. I don't know about you, but over the last month or so, I have felt like I'm waking up from the matrix. I'm totally guilty of being blinded by my privilege. And I'm ashamed to admit it has taken me far too long to be aware of what's happening. And you know what? (laughs) This podcast is a place to be vulnerable and honest. And I'm going to do just that. It is so uncomfortable to wake up to these atrocities. It's humbling and so heartbreaking to realize I have been so blind. And there's a real desire to want to go back to quote-unquote normal. Our brains are wired to protect us from fear and discomfort. Like, we're created to avoid pain. And so that human instinct to just go back to normal, to be oblivious and lead our lives like we once did, is so strong. But just as our pre-COVID lives weren't serving us, our pre-awakening lives weren't either. We may have thought they were, but they absolutely were not. In fact, countless people have died because of our ignorance and complacency. So while, yes, I totally get the desire to return to a simpler time when life didn't feel as complicated and the world wasn't experiencing a collective trauma and we felt safe and comfortable, that normal was not healthy. So we have to forge a new normal, one where we take into account the true state of the world. We have to take a look at what's really happening in our communities and what's happening in our homes. I don't know about you, but I'm eager to create a new normal for myself. I want a life where I'm aware of what's happening in my community. And I want a life where I'm an active participant, where I raise my voice in order to help others that don't have the same resources. I want a life that's a little more disconnected and a little slower. 
a life that's focused more on being intentional with my time and energy, where I'm generous with my resources and where I'm clear on what I value. And since you're listening to this podcast, I think it's safe to assume that you want a lot of the same things for your life. We're the kind of people that want to impact the world in a positive way. So while we might crave the comfort of what we've known, we now see that what we've always known isn't necessarily what we want to carry forward with us in our lives. So instead of getting back to normal, how do we move forward? And how do we hold ourselves accountable to living more intentionally And how do we use everything we've learned in the past couple of months to help us build lives that are focused less on consumption and complacency and focused more on building intentional lives that not only allow us to build a life that we love, but also allows us to serve others? I think the first step is taking time to reflect and think on our lives from just a few months ago. Now, I've been on the journey of living more intentionally for a while now, but even I'm not immune to getting sucked into jam-packed schedules, mindless media consumption, or feeling disconnected from myself. So take some time to think about what was taking up your time and energy pre-COVID. What was taking up the majority of your attention just a few short months ago? Were you working 60 plus hours a week with no time for connecting with your loved ones? Or were you so focused on accomplishing that next big goal that you didn't really stop to think if that goal was something you actually wanted for yourself? What has become crystal clear for you during the pandemic? Is it that you want to spend more quality time with the people that you love? Have you discovered that you actually really enjoy cooking? Or have you maybe discovered that, in fact, you really do not enjoy cooking? I don't know about you, but I certainly don't want to return to a normal focused on busyness. A life where we've been blind to the things happening all around us. I want a life that feels nourishing and productive. One where I can focus on how I can serve others rather than how I can be served. I want a life where there's time to breathe, time to lay on the grass and watch the clouds, and time to give to the causes that are important to me. I want a life where the time I take in social media is more intentional, where I think about the food that I'm eating, how it affects the environment, and who it supports or doesn't support in the process. And if you're in the same boat as I am, and have just now been waking up to the racial injustice happening in our country, what things are you going to leave behind from your pre-awakening life? What knowledge or information are you going to bring forward with you? What have you learned recently, and how will that impact the new normal you create for yourself? If you listen to episode number two, and heard my seven secrets for living more intentionally, you know that I believe we have more power over our lives than we think. Now, we may not be able to control the weather or if somebody gets offended by something that we say or do or if our boss gets mad at us, but 
we can so easily forget that we have the power to make change in our life. And this is one of those moments where we can choose to live differently. So while I totally understand the sentiment of wanting to, quote unquote, get back to normal, I think it's important to take a really good look at the normal we've been living. Is it in alignment with your values? Are there areas of your life that are no longer serving you? And here's the beautiful thing about values. We are ever-growing and evolving creatures, and what matters to us at any given time might change. We learn and grow. For example, I've mentioned that unfortunately I'm one of those people that has taken entirely too long to wake up to the injustices being experienced by the black community. I thought the world worked one way, and it's only been in the last few months that I've come to realize and have started to see the way things really are in our country. It's unfortunate that it's taken me so long to see it. It's tragic, actually. I've been blinded by my privilege, and I see that now. The systems that I relied on and believed in and wholeheartedly trusted were about liberty and justice for all are, in all actuality, a far cry from what I was led to believe. So the knowledge I have has changed. What I believe has changed. My values have changed. And so moving forward in my new normal, I'm taking with me the value of racial equality and justice. It's a beautiful thing being human. We can learn and grow from our experiences. And what we value and what's important in our lives can change. I have been so convicted and have had my eyes open in so many different ways, especially over the last month or so. Now that I know better, I will do better. And so while I was very content with my values, say, just a few months ago, I've changed. My heart has changed. And now racial justice is one of my core values. I'm making a lifetime commitment to learning and listening and growing and advocating And that value is just as important to me as creativity and community and the other core values that help make up who I am and who I want to be in the world. So what are your values? How have they changed during these unprecedented times? Have they changed at all because you too have been blinded by your privilege? What is the life you want to build for yourself going forward? What do you want your new normal to be? If there's anything you take away from today's show, or just from the podcast in general, I hope it's this. I hope that you know that you have the power to change your life. It may not happen overnight, but even just making one small change can have a real big impact. And if you know me well, you know what's coming next. It's a reminder that you're worthy because you truly are. You are worthy of the biggest, boldest, juiciest life you can imagine for yourself. And it's not because you've done anything truly remarkable. 
Although I know this community pretty darn well, and I know for a fact you all do some pretty remarkable things on the regular. But it doesn't matter what you do for work, where you've been, what you've done, or what you haven't done. You are worthy. So while our instinct may be to get back to quote-unquote normal, let's challenge that. What is normal? What do we want normal to be? Here's a few ways to get some clarity around what you want your new normal to look like. And I want to encourage you to set some time aside, maybe today or sometime this week, just to get quiet and really reflect. So first things first, I want you to take some time and really think about your life over the last few months. Think of it in terms of before and after if you need to. What have you realized is no longer serving you in your life? Have you suddenly realized that you can actually live with a lot less than you thought? Have you connected in more meaningful ways with loved ones since having to put your life on hold? How is that different from how your life was before? And how can you carry that through with you to your new normal? And next, I want you to think about your values. What is most important to you? Now, I wouldn't have enough time to list off all the possible things you could value in the span of this show, but here are a few ideas to give you a jump start. Now, as I read these, I want you to notice what you have a physical reaction to. What pulls at your heart? What feels true for you? I'll start with some of my personal core values like beauty, creativity, community, and racial justice, but maybe you value authenticity or adventure or boldness or determination. How about faith, honesty, kindness, or learning, or even openness, pleasure, respect, or stability. These are just a few, but I want you to think through what really resonates with you. And I'm going to add a list of values to the show notes. So take a look and see which values resonate with you. Again, I want you to take note of the ones that give you a visceral reaction. If you see a value and it tugs on your heart and your head screams, yes, that's important to me. Take note of that. And next, I want you to ask yourself what you want your new normal to look like. Now, granted, there are still a lot of unknowns as far as how our collective new normal will look, but this is a time for you to reflect on what you want your new normal to look like. Will it mean eating meals at the table or spending more time in nature, maybe giving to the causes that you care about or volunteering your time for those in need? And lastly, I want you to know that just as we evolve and change, your values and the vision you have for your life might change. And that's okay. Nothing has to be set in stone. This is just a chance for you to pause and think about what you want to keep from your old normal and what new things you want to add to the mix. And in the process, you get this opportunity to create a really beautiful framework for moving forward. So let's reflect and think about what we want for our lives. 
Let's get honest about how our pre-COVID and pre-awakening lives served us. And let's get even more honest about how they didn't serve us. I think we're at this really beautiful intersection of being able to see that life as we knew it will no longer be that way. And at the same time, we're able to be thoughtful in how we move forward. What have we learned? What do we want to keep with us as we create a new normal? What do we want to leave behind? How are we going to move forward with intention? So this may not have been the lightest and fluffiest episode ever, but I think it's oh so necessary. It's a natural and very human desire to get back to normal. But as we've seen, our normal wasn't serving us. So it's time to lean into the discomfort and get real about the lives we want going forward. Remember, we have the power to change our lives. So let's hold ourselves and each other to a higher standard for what our new normal is. Let's hold each other to living a life that's in alignment with what we value. And let's hold each other accountable for continuing to do the work in order to dismantle the oppressive systems in place so that every person can feel safe and valued and have the opportunity to build a life that nourishes and inspires them. You are not alone on your journey. This is new territory for all of us. But let's commit to never going back to quote-unquote normal. Let's build a new normal that empowers and supports every person. So let's commit to never going back. Only forward. Make sure to check out seekandbe.com forward slash episode four for information on today's show, like show notes, the personal values list, as well as other helpful resources to help you on your journey. Again, that's seekandbe.com forward slash episode and the number four. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you learned something new or found a bit of inspiration. At the very least, I hope you had a little fun. For an extra dose of inspiration, make sure to check out seekandbe.com. That's S-E-E-K-A-N-D-B-E.com. It's a very special place I've created just for you full of free resources and other beautiful things to help encourage you on your journey. If you're looking for connection, don't forget to check out the Seek and Be community on Instagram. It's a lovely and inspiring place. Find us on Instagram at Seek and Be. We'd love to have you. And don't forget, you can always get in touch by email at hello at seekandbe.com. Send me your favorite dad joke or share what's inspiring you these days or just pop in and say hello. I'd love to hear from you. Okay, friends, 
Remember that I'm cheering you on and I'm sending you so much love. Now, go out there into the world and seek inspiration and be inspiration. Thank you.